Welcome to Brunch Gets Real, where we reflect on our mistakes from the past and share our advice on surviving life throughout our mid-20s. So grab a mimosa and some avocado toast. Hey guys, welcome back. Good morning. I hope you have a mimosa in hand. Awesome. I feel like saying avocado toast, but let's see. We got to come up with some other brunch foods. Like, I don't know. Eggs Benedict? I guess people should tell us what their favorite brunch meals are and then just know and we'll we'll have a, a brunch meal of the day or something <laughs> yeah i'm done for that um all right so this episode is going to get a little deeper than our past episodes uh we kind of felt like it was important to dive into the topic of mental health and you know motivation because that's something that obviously we all struggle with and um both of us have currently kind of struggled with it and I think it's super important to talk about because, you know, the more you talk about the things that you're going through, like these mental health issues, the less stigma I think gets attached to it. Um, and I know for me, at least, I hearing other people talk about their struggles makes me feel so much more um, like at peace with myself and I can kind of like relate to their struggles and learn from them. So I don't know, that's, I think it's super important. Yeah, I agree. I think kind of hearing, like you said, from everybody else that they're going through similar things as you makes you feel a little bit better because you don't feel like you're alone or that something's wrong with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, I love nowadays, it's like the stigma is slowly, I feel like, going away because I don't think we've ever had as many public figures or celebrities even come out with all their mental health issues like anxiety and depression and, you know, eating disorders, PTSD, that kind of thing. I think nowadays, so many people are talking about it. Yes, I agree. And a disclaimer, I guess, for like my end, at least for me, I'm not saying that we do have, like, we know that there are people out there that are actually dealing with like actual, like, clinical depression or anxiety but this is more just an all-encompassing like mental health doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing and it's just like keeping your brain nice and healthy exactly Um, it doesn't have to mean you have a disorder of some kind I mean there obviously there are so many people that can relate to like anxiety depression that kind of thing Um, but I think just because what you're going through um, isn't like a grand scale thing. It doesn't make it any less uh, real to you. Exactly. That's you. perfect. Yep, I agree. But before we dive in, I'll give you guys another update, a date night recap. So I think last time, uh, last episode we talked about, I had gone on a date with this one guy. It was like an okay date, whatever. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to him since. But then I went on two more and went on two dates with two guys, two different guys, um, both very different (laughs) and both dates very different, but like funny, like they were super fun. So one guy, um, we had been texting just for a little bit. He asked my number real quick and we went on a date. I, by accident, because it was, these past two weeks have been so crazy and hectic and overwhelming, I scheduled both dates at the same, on the same day and at the same time. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But luckily, one of the guys texted me the night before and was like, so like, are we still good for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
oh shoot I'm like I just said can we just move it to Thursday I'm so sorry and he's like yeah really fine I'm like thank god I was no you didn't tell them oh I'm so sorry I actually scheduled another date for the same day you're not the only one I'm seeing (laughs) make it feel real special (laughs) oh my god yeah imagine I I should have done that honestly no no (laughs) I'm kidding mind game him before the date even happened (laughs) um so the one on Wednesday was really fun uh we went to just a bar so oh and I have a question for you with that Uh, but anyway so it was super fun the guy was just super goofy Mm -hmm. and dorky but in like an endearing way and it was just a lot of fun like I didn't feel like super nervous. It was just very comfortable. And yeah, so I'm like, okay, this guy's like definitely very interested. Um, So that went well. And at the end of the night, he was like, oh, like he really wanted to hang out again. So I was like, yeah, me too. Cool. Did you feel like the romantic chemistry? So I... Friendship. Okay, so initially the first day I did feel like, like I was like we were flirting. So it, it felt good. Um, so not totally friendship, but not also head over heels. It was like a good, a good vibe that I'm like, I, I want to see him again. Um, with guy number two, mm-hmm. he was so funny. Like we hit it off immediately and he was just hilarious. Like I could not stop laughing. Because he was drinking or just in general? No, just in general. Like he's a funny guy. Um, and he was the one that was like very quick to, to text and ask for my number and to set up a date. And so dates are the best when you just can't stop laughing. Yeah, it was hilarious. But, and so he ordered and then he gets, so he ends up getting like two more drinks there. I feel like he had more, but already, huh? Is he a big dude? No, he's not that big. And so when we were there, his like, we were at the bar, but his body's like towards me, we're facing each other. Then he like puts his hand on, he gets a little bit more handsy, like hands on my lap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like very flirty. But then I start noticing, I'm like, hmm, he's getting a little tipsy. Like I can <laughs> just tell by his eyes. And, and then I'm like, okay, this guy's a little drunk. Like I could just tell. Yeah, yeah. Very forward, and then and then we're at the bar, and he ends up kissing me. Oh, okay. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Like I just felt so weird because we're at this like, I just I just felt so weird. Um, Honestly, though, I have to say I would rather get kissed mid date than the end of the date. Yeah, and and it felt like it wasn't like awkward. Like it was all very smooth, but I could tell that he was getting a little bit more drunk whatever so then we end up leaving there and we walk back to my car and then he's like holding my hand and then he like pulls me in to kiss me again mm-hmm. and I'm like okay <laughs> so whatever we kiss and then um, my car was closer so he's like oh do you want to drop me off at my car so I'm like okay so we get in my car and then he goes in to full on make out with me in my car and I'm like hold on hold on let me drop you off at my car, at your car. So I drop him off at his car. So he's like, okay, like I had a fun night. Proceeds to kiss me. And then I pull away and like, yes, teasingly, but then he like comes over and almost goes into my side of the car 
and full out makes out with me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your horses. Oh, okay. Hold on. Relax. Cause I mean, he- if you weren't giving the vibes that that was like a thing you wanted to happen, then he, it must have been like a little bit of alcohol kind of. Yes. Because, yeah, usually for a first, this was a first date, right? Yeah. You don't go into, at least, I mean, for the most part, you wouldn't go into a full-on makeout session in your car. Yeah, right? So I was like a little, not that I wasn't attracted to him, but I was a little uncomfortable and it was a little bit of a turnoff that he was a bit drunk. Yeah, I I think getting a little drunk on the first date's a no-no. No, yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. And then I kind of push him away. And then I'm like, okay, good night. And then so he like proceeds to get out of my car. He's like, oh, I had fun. Um, text me when you get home. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. After that, like when I got home, I just got, I don't know. I was a little bit bummed because the beginning part of the date went so well. And then when it, the second part, when he got more tipsy and then just, was super handsy that kind of was a red flag to me because I'm like okay maybe he is only looking for a hookup like it brought me back to college you know it could be, it could be. like if he didn't also if he didn't follow up with you yeah um, within the next week or whatever I think that's probably a sign that maybe he was hoping for a hookup that night yeah. and so I was like hmm. never know though maybe he'll text and say hey sorry I got a little drunk like do you want to do this again maybe yeah, I have no idea I don't know, like, right when I got home, that kind of was just, like, a turnoff for me. I'm like, this just brings me back to college. Yeah. And he was in a frat. He went to UConn, and he was in a frat, and he was a big partier. And so already, like, all those things were in my head. So that kind of just made me even more, like, hesitant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it was a fun date, I will say. I mean, it's hard. I'm trying to figure, I'm navigating this whole dating thing. Um, it's been fun though. Um, and then I went to go shatter at this physical therapy clinic and I'm like, Oh my God, there's so many like attractive, smart, intelligent, kind guys there. And I'm like, so excited to just go back to school. And it kind of made me realize that there are so many people out there and to not settle. All right. So Going into this week's topic, um, yeah. the meat of the podcast, the mental health. So this is like, I like I think like any topic we talk about, it, we could talk about it for hours. Yeah. I guess we'll keep it brief for the podcast, but if you guys want to hear more about this. We're as brief as we possibly, as us, we can, because yeah. we're not the most brief people. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, we could go on on different tangents, and we've yeah. a lot, so. Without realizing yeah. us. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, so I remember, like, so I'm not going to go super into, like, my own mental health uh, struggles, but I have been in points in my life where I'm not feeling, let's just say, not the best, and I have been very down on myself. And I think uh, it happened especially in high school um, when you kind of just don't know who you are and mm-hmm. like what you want out of life, and you feel kind of lost. Yeah. So I remember just like scrolling through pages and pages of Tumblr uh, quotes and blogs about inspiration and you know motivation and how to like you know just get myself back into it and I would just repin everything that I liked that I wanted to later come back to and reread because those kind of helped me 
like put my uh, feelings into like words, you know? Exactly. I think both of us are the exact same when it comes to, to that. Like we're, we're both very into quotes. Yeah. It's like, it's not because we're, I mean, we are cheesy. But oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent cheesy. <laughs> the cheesiest people anyone yeah. will ever meet. <laughs> no, but I think it's, it's, there is some value in seeing how you're feeling on in words, if yes. you can't necessarily in your mind wrap around why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Exactly. Yep. It does help. 100%. Also, I mean, this, there's, um, so if anybody that is really interested in, in quotes, um, Pinterest is obviously great, but I've realized that Instagram has a lot of great accounts. And Erin actually, um, I remember you showed me one. It's called Late Nights in the City. Oh, my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. So if you guys want like a more like you're more into deeper or even like poetry type. No, it's not even poetry, but just more if you're more of like an empath, a feeler, and you relate a lot to just quotes and and books and and excerpts and things like that. This Instagram page is awesome because one, the pictures are just so aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) And then two, the captions just hit your heart. They really tug at your heartstrings. I mean, sometimes I'll read their captions and just be like, wow how did they put what I'm feeling so eloquently into just a single paragraph? It's just amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. So shout out to them. Late late nights in the city is their Instagram handle. That's a really, really great one. Very motivational too. Yep. Yep. And if you're down in the dumps, just, it looks pretty. So you feel like better. I feel like we're very visual, like anything that, looks nice and has nice colors and I don't know it automatically like makes me feel a little bit better mm-hmm. yeah scroll so, through their page for like 10 minutes and you'll probably feel better yeah exactly and then um also I feel like for our apartment um I remember I would have I know for my apartment senior year I would put up quotes in the bathroom so like you mm-hmm. go into the bathroom and already you read your favorite ones and it makes you like it already helps you like feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's a good way to start your day too. That's a good idea. Oh, ooh, and that's another one too. I think you do the same thing where um especially it depends on what like how I'm feeling on a certain time, certain day. Like if I feel like I need an extra motivation, I'll put like an inspirational quote on my lock screen. Oh, like, yeah. very short and simple that when I look down at it, it's like a reminder to so I think one of them was um the, the Nike logo, just do it because I was in a point where I was like procrastinating so much and I had listened to a podcast and they were like, the only way you're going to get through things is if you just do it. Like successful people don't become successful because they do things when they feel like it. They do things when they don't feel like it and they just go for it without thinking. So yeah. I put that simple quote on my lock screen. So I would wake up in the morning whenever I didn't want to wake up. And Aaron knows I hate, like I'll lay in bed for the longest time before I actually get up. And so I look at my phone and it says, just do it. So I'm like, okay, I just got to get up. And I feel like you are really good about that where you would wake up and then you would just get out of bed because yeah see that's i did that because i would probably do the thing you do if yeah. i did me i like i like just 
when your alarm goes off, maybe check your phone for a second and then just pop out of bed because yeah. you don't have time to overthink anything. You don't have to think about, oh man, I have to do this later. I have so many yes. things to do today. It doesn't feel as suffocating. And once yeah. you're up, you're up. No, it's so true. Like a band-aid off. Exactly. And also another thing, and now with social media, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the podcast, but I find myself that like I'll get to work late, like I'll wake up early and on time. But then as soon as I start scrolling through Snapchat or Instagram, like I'm in bed for like a couple of minutes and then that makes me late. And so I guess a big tip is don't even look at your messages, emails or anything while in bed. Just your alarm goes off, turn off your alarm, either play music, play a podcast and then start getting ready. Otherwise, that's just going to, it's going to affect your mood. get sucked down a hole. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's something that, like, the last couple weeks, that's what I was doing. The amount of times that you open your Instagram and you're stuck on that for two hours. Yes, exactly. Oh, hang on. My, um, wait one second. My computer's at 2%. I need to get my laptop charger. Okay. So one thing I actually think is really important to talk about is the effects that I think social media can have on people's mental health. I think now, well, back then when we were kids, we never had this much access to what people and celebrities and people that we looked up up to were doing on a daily basis. And Instagram has sort of become this like highlight reel of people's lives. And I think if you pay too much attention to it, you can really get yourself into uh, a deep, uh, like a depression. Honestly, if you're comparing constantly your life to somebody else's life, who's only showing you their highlight reel. Yeah, I, I think it's a huge issue. I feel like for us, luckily for us, we're a bit older, so it doesn't affect us as much. But the younger generation? uh, When I think about like high schoolers, because think about like us in high school, like you, we couldn't help but compare ourselves to other classmates, friends, just people in general or actors and actresses. But I can't imagine. And yes, we had Snapchat and yes, we did have Instagram, but it was nothing of what it's like now. I didn't even have Instagram in high school. I downloaded it in college. It really wasn't as big of a deal when we were. Yeah, no, not at all. And I can't imagine us having Instagram in high school because one thing is like you're finding like the whole like you have an identity crisis you're figuring out who you are I mean we still are we always are and then kind of either feeling like you don't belong or things like that and then um the whole everybody else in stages of their lives so a lot of the people that you follow are you know, influencers and bloggers and celebrities and all of them, they're out of, most likely out of high school. They know what they're doing with their life and they're successful. So they're showing you all of the best parts of themselves and none of the bad parts of themselves. Exactly. Compare that to little old you in high school when you have none of your shit figured out. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. And then not only that, but just even bringing the whole thing of like likes Mm-hmm. because that, that's a, that's a big thing oh, yeah, so already, yeah validation exactly because if you think about in high school everything's portrayed as oh like if you know the clicks and the groups and if you belong to this group and then you get invited to this amount of parties and 
and then you have this many friends. But now with social media, it's like, well, you have this many followers and you have this many likes and whose pictures are better and who does who goes out and does more fun things and like I never even thought about that. Can you do you think like in high school now people are judged or grouped together by the amount of followers they have? Oh, I I 100% think that. For That's sure. insane to me. Oh my gosh. I think so. Like it, a, a lot of it's based off of likes and people. Yeah. And I think even in college, I feel like we would get caught up. Like for me, I get so frustrated when I go on Instagram and that's why I have like a different Instagram account where I don't even have, like, it's not even for followers. It's just one that I post pictures that I have on my phone of like nature and like just photos that I love to take that I feel in my eyes look so pretty. Not because I took them, just like the views and the scenery. And if I were to post that picture on my regular Instagram, it wouldn't get nearly as many likes as if I just posted a picture of myself. Right. And you feel it's the pressure so to post things that will get likes. As shitty yeah. as it is, you know, I, everyone, I feel like we're all guilty of it. We want oh, yes. something that's going to get liked. Yeah. Because we're, we're searching validation and, and likes are a form of validation. Exactly. So I can imagine some kid, you know, just got their hair done and they post a picture and it doesn't really do very well. It doesn't get very many likes. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to feel a little insecure. Yeah. Because they don't look good or people don't like them. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a low amount of likes or no likes equates to not being good enough, I feel yeah. like. In it's just not a people's eyes. Yeah, exactly. Also, I feel like with now the Instagram algorithm, like I get it's – a lot of it is more towards like businesses and the business side of Instagram, but it is really annoying that I used to like, I loved when things were in just chronological order, mm-hmm. like they appeared as you posted. And when you go down, it was by the time that people posted. Mm-hmm. But now it's like Instagram is making it based off of likes and interactions. Like you'll get, if I go on my, and I realize like if I go on my feed, if my friend's picture isn't getting as many likes as say as a meme account, my whole feed is going to be strictly memes. Like I can't, I've been wondering why I've gotten so many memes on my, (laughs) so many memes on my account. And I'm like, I don't even, I didn't even think I followed that many meme accounts. Yeah. But it's, it's the algorithm. It's, and so that's why with my other Instagram account, like I'll follow all those, like quotes, inspirational quote accounts, because if I follow them on my regular account, I won't be able to see any of my friends stuff. Yeah, And it's so annoying because I, like I loved Instagram because I could like stay updated with what my friends are doing and just, and I love liking people's pictures, but now I feel like I miss everybody's posts because I'm being bombarded by memes and dog accounts, which I love dog accounts. Yeah, I can't go wrong with that, honestly. But and then that's another idea. Like if you're in high school or even in college, you feel more pressure to post a picture to get more likes in order to be seen more. And I just, I think that is just super messed up. Like I've wished funny. To- yeah, people that I see, or I don't know if you've ever watched like an influencer or followed an Instagram, uh, Instagram or closely and then seen a post that they made. And they said, 
you know, I'm deciding to sign off of Instagram for a while because mm -hmm. I've realized that it's uh, extremely negative to my mental state and all I've been thinking about and all I've really cared about this year, I've realized, is the amount of engagement I've had and yeah. how many likes I have and how many followers. And it's like, it's it, my ad identity is almost a gone because of it. Yeah, and then people start becoming inauthentic. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're trying to post what they feel other people will like and not what they genuinely like themselves. Yeah, it's it's really, oh, it just makes me sad to think about. I think I, for me personally, I've tried, and I'm still working on it, but I've tried to limit the amount of time I spend on Instagram because even I notice I'll get into this whole scrolling and scrolling and seeing all of these like really hot people, people with like amazing lives, you know, traveling the world, you know, the travel Instagram models yeah. that are always in Bali or whatever, modeling for, you know, I don't even know, bang energy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bang so energy. I was like, oh, I, so annoying. I, I, lost in, I know. <laughs> I get lost in it. And I'm just, why am I, I'm like, why am I looking at this? Why do I even care? Yeah. It doesn't really relate to my life at all. And I inevitably feel somewhat worse about myself afterwards so it's like well you know why am i doing this it's like a negative feedback loop yeah if that makes sense yeah like you feel bad about yourself you go on instagram to maybe find quotes or inspiration in some way or maybe see your friends but then you suddenly feel worse because you're bombarded with other photos of people that you don't really care about but look like they're having the time of their lives yeah and actually going back to what you said about influencers like logging off and signing off I've heard like a couple of them say that they would just mute a bunch of accounts. Like they just mm -hmm. mute so many accounts and that way only the ones that they truly care about pop up on their feed. Which I, I, I didn't that. know that you could do that. And that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. And that I would recommend that. Yeah. And then now recently what I catch myself doing is mostly looking at people's stories. Like I don't really go through my feed as much anymore. Oh, so you're just looking, so you're trying to see what they're doing in real time? <laughs> yeah, like sometimes it's just fun. Like people will post funny things and, and I control who I want to see. Like I, I'll like scroll through my friends. Like I don't go through, some people have to go through every single person's story. Like I'll go through just like my friends. And yeah. Like comment, oh, that's fine. I think going yeah. through your friends, I mean, but again, even your friends, so taking away, you know, celebrities and Instagrammers, mm -hmm. uh, even your friends post their highlight reel. Oh yeah, I I'm a hundred. I always post all my fun stuff. Like exactly, and it's like yeah, I think I can't remember who I was talking to, but she said it once. She was we. I was saying, you know, you look like you're always doing these amazing things. You look like you're always having so much fun, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I mean, I have I'm really good at making it look like I'm having a good time. Yeah, and I think that's so true because, I mean, we didn't have this back then, but I remember being. I'm almost proud of myself uh, in high school for acting like I had my shit together. Yeah. I was like, I deserve an Oscar for, you know, all this yeah. inner turmoil happening, but being able to put on <laughs> like a happy face yeah. and nobody knows like exactly what I'm going through. I mean, I remember that. And now it's like, you can kind of, you can fake it even more because oh, now you can yeah. post it online for millions to see or not millions, but whoever you're following and vice versa. Oh, so. for sure, for sure. I 100% agree. Um, and um, I'm definitely guilty of that. Honestly, also, of that, though, we can transition kind of to when you are feeling a little bit down on yourself, what's something that you do or what's something that yeah. helps you get out of that? 
So I guess inspiration for this episode too, and why we haven't posted in, in a bit of time, well, we've both been crazy busy. And then I also was in a, a major funk for, I'd say like two weeks. Like, I think part of it is, I think it was hormonal because I was on my period. Like I finally, it was that time of month for me last week. And I was like, this is why I've been feeling so icky. But I mean, I think it, I think that made it worse because I had definitely had been feeling kind of down leading up to it. And that just kind of just made it 10 times worse. I was just like, I've been kind of just going through taking classes, working full time. This is the craziest time of the year for work and then applying to PT programs. And then the whole thing of feeling like maybe I'm not good enough to get into these schools, but I like me telling myself that like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, things like that, kind of just stressing my own, like, you're your own worst critic, hands down. Oh, definitely. Always. And then you're so, like, at least for me, like, I'm so worried about disappointing people. And I'm always thinking about what are other people going to think of me? And it's kind of working through, like, it doesn't matter what other people think of you, because at the end of the day, if they love and care about you, they don't care. (laughs) Like, they don't care as long as you are happy and you're doing what you want to do. Um, so I think at the end of the day, all those what ifs come from your own, your own like criticisms of yourself. And then you're, you're kind of pinning it on other people. Well, that person's going to think this, but deep down, it's what you think like of yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was very down in the dumps. Also like one of my cousins too, she had been struggling through like school right now. And so we were both very down and <laughs> very frustrated and um even like gym i wasn't going to the gym i stopped going because i had been prioritizing studying every moment that i could for this huge test that i had to take and then not only that but so i stopped going to the gym i was eating like crappy because i was stressed and and then also i was about to be on my period so i wanted to eat everything anything sweet and chocolate so I, that made me feel gross because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to the gym and I was feeling crappy. So I felt even more gross. And then I wasn't getting like enough downwards, sleep. Like it's spiraling. <laughs> yeah, I swear. And then I wasn't getting enough sleep because I was stressing out about everything. And normally I'm a heavy sleeper. I'll knock out. And so I'd fall asleep, but then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and start mm-hmm. thinking about everything I needed to do. So I was getting overwhelmed by everything I had to do and all the deadlines that were coming up that I was kind of putting everything off because I was stressed yeah. and I wasn't sleeping. So it's literally a, a circle, a cycle. Like, that happens a lot. I think when you're, when you're so overwhelmed, it's like, uh, it's like, um, I don't even want to deal with it. So much. You, it's like, you have so much you have to do that you don't do anything. Exactly. And it makes it worse. It has, that happens so often. I mean, queen of procrastination here. <laughs> it's like, you feel good in a sense because you know, you're pushing something off. You're seeking like a uh, momentary, I guess, happiness and yes. like you know, procrastinating and watching Netflix and doing yes. something. That yes. you're doing. But then it's the end of the day and this wave of, Oh shit, I haven't done anything. Yeah. It's you. And you're like, all right, now I have to even more to catch up on. Yeah. And then, and then you get more stressed. And so, yeah, it was this whole thing until, and then I, I kept complaining about it and I was so whiny And then that weekend, I was like talking to my cousin and I'm like, you know what? F it. 
if I'm complaining so much about feeling crappy about how I haven't gone to the gym, F it, I'm going to the gym right now. I don't care. It's midday. My family's coming, but I'm freaking going. And then I made a to-do list and then I prioritized what I had to do. And as soon as I got back from the gym, so in the gym, I listened to this hour long um, YouTube video and it's called, it's literally called one hour long workout motivational speech and epic music. Wow. How fitting. <laughs> right. And, and so I was like, cool, this sounds great. Um, so I was on the treadmill doing a sprinting workout and let me tell you sprinting with this like YouTube video in the background lit a fire under my butt <laughs> and it completely changed my mood. And so I guess some of the highlights that I'll say that kind of got me through this funk, one, it started with me being so sick and tired of complaining. And I'm like, I have control over all these things. Yeah. So why the frick am I complaining? <laughs> Let me just do something about it. So I went to the gym, I listened to this video. And you know how like a lot of times when it comes to motivation, because um, I'm a very much about positivity, like always trying to be positive and thinking positively. But sometimes you need a bit of that, like somebody telling you, like, you need to just suck it up and get through it. Um, so in this video, it's a compilation of like, um, Rocky uh, quotes and Muhammad Ali and like, Oh all my gosh, what's that quote? It's one of my favorites. Actually. I watch that video every now and then. Um, it's like the second movie, I think, where he's yelling at his son. Yeah. Like, he's like, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what, we, what you're worth. It's yeah. not about him or him or anybody. Yeah. It's about you. Um, and, you know, he's saying cowards hide behind, it's because of them, it's because of them, and that's why I'm not achieving my goals. Yes. And that's not you. So exactly. it's like, you, you can't hide behind, like, all these fears and, like, projections onto other people. Yes, exactly. Just go for it. And if you fail, you fail. But to me, like failure, if you learn from a failure, it's not yeah. a failure. Oh, exactly. No, you said it. That's, that's exactly. And so this video, so if anybody is going through like just a down in the dumps or you, you want to get motivated to go to the gym or you want to get motivated to do your homework, whatever it is, this video honestly like was so great because there's, it tells you, I think the the big thing that stuck out to me was when they said it's so simple and everybody's heard about it, but pain is temporary. Mm -hmm. And so in my head, I was making all these excuses. And like you said, projecting onto other people saying like, well, this person, this, this person, that, and then the fear of failure. And I'm like, and then I kept saying like, well, I, I need sleep. I can't just stay up all night. And then what they were saying in the video and then these speeches were like, those that go above everybody else and those that are successful will do anything and everything to be better and not be better than everybody else, but be better for themselves for you. and that it requires sacrifice. And if you need to sacrifice sleep, you sacrifice sleep for that goal of yours and that dream of yours, because you're not going to get it without sacrifice. And so in this, in this, for me, my, my goal right now is to get into physical therapy school. So for me, it's like, I need to just cut it out. I need to stop complaining and whatever I need to do, I have to do it, whether that is lose sleep, whether that means not spending time with my family. 
it is what it is, but it's I have temporary. to do but it's temporary. And when they just said that it's temporary, pain is temporary, you could apply that to the gym. Like you're doing your reps, your legs are shaking, you're, you're uncomfortable like, for the time being. Yeah, and you feel like you're going to pass out. But you know what? That's a temporary feeling. When you're done with it, you're done and you feel so much better. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, that's so true. Um, I, I think people avoid the uncomfortable a lot and they, they also for feel, fear of failure. Yeah. One. But like for me, I think one of the biggest things that I learned when I was overwhelmed by the amount of tasks or the, the uh, greatness of te- like what I had to accomplish I would break everything up into smaller steps. Yes. And so for example, going to the gym, I'd be like, oh man, I want to lose, say the goal is to lose weight, lose five pounds or whatever. Uh, for some people it could be lose more and it seems like even bigger of a task. And you just kind of, there's so much weight on the goal that the idea of putting your sneakers on and changing and walking to the gym or driving to the gym seems so hard just doing that one thing. So I think breaking it up into little tasks, like, okay, right now, all I'm going to do is change into my workout clothes. Yeah. And then right now, all I'm going to do is fill up my water bottle. It's like break things up into smaller tasks and then, or, or say, Hey, I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm going to go on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Yeah. Sooner or later, 10 minutes becomes 30 minutes. Yep. And it becomes 30 minutes plus some reps some squats. Yeah. And then plus some arm exercises and it just builds and you start, it's like the momentum that you gain from doing all these little things. Uh, it increases your confidence and you're going to feel more comfortable um, going for the bigger goals. It's all about momentum. Yeah. And then once you get that momentum going, then you start building those habits. Like even just starting off by saying, okay, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier each day. And then that way you can either make breakfast or get a quick like workout, whatever you want to do, but just setting that goal. Like I'm just going to wake 30, uh, wake up 30 minutes earlier. And that's the first step 30 minutes earlier. And we'll go from there. And then you already feel like you've accomplished something. Exactly. And then, and then you start building those habits. And I think too, so that same thing and setting, like I said, a to-do list. Um, So in high school and college, I never used to do this, but because now there's so I feel like there's so much on my plate that I have to make to do lists. Otherwise, like I get I lost. I'm a big fan yeah. of those. And then just prioritizing what you have to do in the day. Yeah. Um, and then I'm uh, right now, actually, and it honestly it doesn't have big goals on them. It's yeah. laundry. Yeah. I've literally written take a shower on my to do list before. Because for whatever reason, like writing it down and putting things in order of like things that I need to get done and putting them in like little things, it, once I do this and then I do the next thing and then I do the next thing and I feel like I've accomplished so much. Yeah. And and it holds you accountable. Like you see it on paper and if you don't do it, at least for me, I'm like, oh man, I have to do it. Like I need to cross it off. Like cross it off. (laughs) So Oh, and that leads me, so that's an accountability thing. And I guess, um, too, another thing that I found super, especially like, say, like working out and stuff, because I'm trying to just get back into it, is like surround, and whether it's working out or uh, like a dream job or whatever it is that you want to accomplish is surrounding yourself with 
positive people and people that are doing the things that you want to do, like that you see yourself doing. Because once you're surrounded by people that are kicking butt, that are just killing it, whether it's in their job, fitness, or just life in general, that rubs on to you because Mm -hmm. you see them doing so well. You see them working hard you don't want to fall behind. You want to work just as hard and, and do just as well. So who you surround yourself and same thing with positive energy, like you surround yourself with positive people. It instantly changes your mood. But also I want to go back on that and say, uh, just because the people around you are doing so great, you can take motivation from them, but don't compare yourself to them in a negative way. Don't let yourself get back into that thinking of they're doing so well and I'm not because everybody's timeline is different and everyone's life is different. And just because they're killing it, you know, draw inspiration from them, but don't draw into the the negative, the bullshit, you know, like you want to. It's, but I love surrounding the surrounding yourself with positive people thing because uh, I mean even just in my friendships I think that's what I try to do is I pick or I my friendships are all people that kind of think the same way and yeah. um, think positively and don't drag others down with like the negative energy and that can really like surrounding yourself with negative people or people that are always thinking um, you know my life sucks boohoo I'm such like you know kind of like the world is against me yeah it really affects you oh one and and that goes back to our last or not our last but a couple episodes ago of our toxic relationships it brings you down and it like it you don't think it does but it really does like once you're out of it you you realize oh wow that like actually uh like weighing down on me big time and so and i think for me when i say like surround yourself with people that you I guess like look up to and that you're inspired by mm-hmm. not that you envy, but that you're inspired by yeah, That's the key. Um, because for me, um, somebody here at home that really inspired me, especially to go to the gym, the, cause I was, I felt so proud last spring because of her. She, um, I would make sure we would schedule a time that we would at least once a week work out together and it would be in the morning and whenever we weren't working out together, she would text me like, hey, I just finished this awesome like glute workout. Like we like I killed it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, amazing. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, shoot, I need to go to the gym. Like I can't let her down. I have to do. And so I would go to the OK. So we talked about like motivation and just getting yourself out of this rut. But I like something that you said about how. A lot of, we hold ourselves back because of the fear of failure. I think that is one of the biggest things why people don't go for what they want. And we're all guilty of it. And we're afraid to make mistakes. A lot of us, not everybody, are afraid to make mistakes. We're afraid of failing. I know for me, I'm 100% guilty. This is one of the biggest things that I've struggled with. Yeah, I I agree too. I think that's like huge. It's it's most people's biggest fear. Yeah. It's like we we don't want to disappoint people. We we don't want to, like, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to sound or look dumb. Um, And then like perfection. So you keep yourself in this comfort zone too. Yeah. you know, I'm good at this. I'm, I'm sticking to this because yeah. if I come out of this comfort zone, I might fail. Yeah. And what am I going to be? I mean, the, we're like avoiding this negative feeling of yeah. failing when in reality, like 
we're kind of keeping ourselves trapped. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times I'm like afraid of even just change in general, because uh, it's like getting out of your comfort zone is so scary. Yeah. Uh, And it's, that's such like a horrible way of thinking. Like you have to be okay with uncomfortable. Yes. I think, I don't know if it's just a society thing or what, but I feel like growing up, at least I don't know what it is, but like failure is always looked as a negative thing. Making mistakes was always looked as a negative. Um, And at the end of the day, you're not going to get better if you don't fail and make mistakes. Yeah. I think your people's perspective on failure needs to change in order for people to truly improve and become successful. And I feel like we don't get that until we're out working and are by ourselves, especially in the workforce and career wise, we don't, or even just like living out on your own, like figuring things out. Like you kind of have to just go for it and be willing to be foolish and look like a fool and and embarrass yourself and whatever, because, because who cares if you learn from it, who cares? At the end of the day, you're gonna like failure is a good thing. Making mistakes is a good thing. When it becomes a bad thing is if you fail and then you don't do anything about it. Yeah, and you, you just fail and let it defeat you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, what builds character are your mistakes mm-hmm. and what you do about those mistakes. Um, so for me, I remember my last practical, I like blanked and I started crying because I messed up and as soon as I left that building I went to my preceptor and I'm like and I was like that will never happen again I am gonna freaking learn that like the back of my hand I refuse to go through that so we (laughs) practiced it for a couple of hours until I felt super confident and I'm like that's not gonna happen again like I made that mistake never again will it happen and it hasn't happened since, which is good. And I feel more prepared. So all those mistakes that you make are, it's good. Like it's really, really good for you. And it's not the end of the world. It's how you deal with it. That's what makes the biggest difference. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that. Cause I, so you know how we were going to compile like our favorite quotes or the quotes that we always come back to. Yes. Um, this is a quote that I have pinned. It says I've had it pinned on my computer uh, since I, well, since I first got this basically, so 2012 it's pinned. So I go back to this at the very top and it says, why do I succeed? I succeed because I'm willing to do the things that you are not. I am motivated by accomplishment, not pride. Pride consumes the weak. If I fall, I will get up. If I am beaten, I will turn. I will never stop getting better. I will never give up ever. That's why I succeed. I love that. That's that should be everybody's life motto. Yeah. It's like, you can't live your life. Uh, it's a, also, I will, I'm not shackled by fear, insecurity, or doubt. That's huge because it does keep you shackled if you're constantly worried about what it's like, what's going to, so if I fail, what's going to happen? Or, uh, you know, maybe I'm not the best at this, or maybe I'm not as good at this as I thought, or, you know, you doubt yourself. That's, that's what keeps you from achieving the things that you want to achieve. Yeah. I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what's happened in your life, no matter 
what you've gone through, no matter what the circumstances are, at the end of the day, you have control over your life. You decide whether or not you want to get better. You want to take that step, go outside your comfort zone to get closer to what you want and to who you want to be. That is your choice. You can't put that upon anybody else. And that is so important to recognize because it's so easy to get stuck on that victim mentality. Oh, well, life happened to me. I have like I have, I have no I, control over it. Yeah. You know, life sucks. The world is against me. That yeah. kind of attitude I hate because it's so self. It's almost self sabotaging. Yeah. Some you of the gotta, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I was just gonna say you just gotta like it's no one's fault or it's no it's nothing's fault. You just forget about whose fault it is, honestly, and yeah. just start over. There's no nothing that says that you can't just start over and try again. Yeah. And not saying that, up on why. Yeah. And not saying that it's it's easy because I mean a lot of times it, I mean most of it almost every single time it's very very hard. Obviously if you are going and you are struggling with with any sort of like mental health don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's very hard easier said than done because we have like our pride, our ego that gets in the way. But just taking that initial step to ask for help or I don't know, just, and it's, and this is more so this isn't dealing and talking. I mean, I guess it could deal with like actual depression and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But what more so of what we're talking about is more so like your daily, like anxiousness and worries um, because it'd be a very small step, like you said, like a very, very small goal, but at least it like helps push you to get to that point. And, yeah. and then just taking that initial step is so important and you'll feel so good. And because at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all want to live good lives and be successful in whatever aspect of success you like, whether it's family, whatever it is, um, we all want that. But it's also important to understand that we will, we all go through this and we will continue go, to go through these bumps in the roads, but having a toolbox with all the tools, like your own personal tools, coping mechanisms of, of how to take on these bumps in the roads is super helpful. Right. So like, there's always a way out. Exactly. So now for me, like I have like my little self-care routine that I do for the future on a daily basis. But now when I think about, okay, next time I'm down in the dumps, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to overcome it. So Mm -hmm. just kind of prepping in a way. Having a plan. Yes, exactly. So, um, out even talking, like, I think it's so important to talk to a friend or talk to anybody because if you, one of the worst, most detrimental thing is, uh, things uh, for me personally has been keeping things to myself. And I think when you're feeling a certain type of way, just talking to somebody, like talking it through, can really help uh, give you clarity on like why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. Instead uh, of just bottling it up, it's, it's all good. I'm fine. You know, it doesn't really matter. Keeping it inside. I think talking it through, it's important. And that's why I think it's so important that these, like I said, these celebrities and, uh, people, public figures going out in public and saying that they struggle with these things. It's like, oh crap, 
I'm not the only one feeling this way. Yeah, I, for sure. And I think another thing that's super important about that, talking it out, because I think we're, we've both been very good about that. Like even when we're going through things, like we'll call each other or call any of our close friends. And sometimes all you need is just to talk it out. You don't even need advice. You just need to say it out loud. And then once you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. Or, oh, I feel so much. Yeah, how many times have you been on a rant and just been like, why am I ranting? Like, you're ranting. And afterwards, you feel better because you got it out. But then you're just like, why am I so hung up on this? Like, it doesn't really matter. That is big deal. Yes, I think, I know for me, and that's also true, that's something that when I'm dating somebody, I, that's a quality that I want in a person is somebody that can listen and will let me talk it out and that will understand that I need to talk it out. Because for me, I just need to say it out loud and say whatever I'm thinking and I'm feeling. And then I feel better. Like once it's out in the (laughs) open, I, it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. My mood changes completely and I feel better. And whatever I was upset about, it's out in the open. It left with the wind. Like, I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> so for me, it's so important that people understand that, that that's just how I deal with it. Like, I have to talk it out because if I keep it bottled up inside, I won't sleep at night and it'll bother me. <laughs> and, I yeah, think just why, like, and I think that's how our friend group is for the most part. We all just kind of, or at least we encourage each other to to just be open with one another and like yeah, I love diving into people's like I'll I'll ask all the questions to get you to talk about why you're yeah. <laughs> you know acting the and way you so are I want to know at, everything. you're so good at just listening too and validating people but not or like you're not afraid to also be honest with them but you you kind of let them know that it's okay that what like what they're feeling is okay but also being honest with them, like, okay, I know you feel this way, but sometimes put things into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Like you validate their feelings, but you don't necessarily have to agree with their feelings. Yeah. Uh, or you don't have to, uh, it's hard to explain, but you don't have to fully understand why yeah. they're feeling the way. Just validate them. Let them know that you are listening and be empathetic. Yes. Um, and go from there because, you know, obviously not, every, you're not going to understand completely where everyone's coming from all the time yeah yeah just try and be there but this went off on a million (laughs) million so many tangents um I guess for if anybody wants so I have a couple for me a big thing is podcasts um sometimes if I'm having like trouble getting up in the morning I'll just play a podcast immediately Um, But it has to be kind of a motivational one. Sometimes if it's funny, if you want to lighten the mood. But some big, good, like, motivational ones are um, Lewis Howe's uh, School of Greatness. They have – he interviews a bunch of people, inspiring people on different various topics. Amazing. Like, I love it. I love listening to his. Uh, Rise by Rachel Hollis. Really good. She is a badass businesswoman. So that's more of the business side, but she does have a lot of – just like owning your life, how to be successful type episodes. The Brendan Show by Brendan Burchard. A lot of that is like just, again, like success and and, um, how to like stay motivated and things like that. And then 
um, Gary V audio experience. I mean, listening to Gary V, he is just, he is like very blunt, straightforward. Mm-hmm. He isn't about giving you pretty advice. He's very much about being real and honest, but it really does help you like it, it motivates you he's like that coach that's like you're not gonna get better if you don't freaking pre-. like i don't know he's like that like a football coach you would think of that is it <laughs> yeah, they all for happiness. yeah <laughs> a football so, coach for happiness and success exactly. success um so no, he, those are good i like those um and then some self-care things that i do so i've been getting into yoga a lot because of my cousin it's challenging but also so good for the soul it it's not only like exercise for your body but i also feel like for your brain after you i feel so much better and so much more relaxed eating i think a yoga yoga is a good alternative for somebody who uh can't really get into meditation because maybe they're too for me my mind goes everywhere when i try to meditate and it's hard to kind of center yourself yoga isn't quite as like you know you're not just sitting there thinking you're doing something in the process so it helps it's definitely helpful and it like it distracts your brain because when you're doing yoga you have to focus on the movements you have to focus on breathing yeah so it it really does is an escape for your brain when you're super stressed and anxious like and this is what i did last week when i was in a real big rut where i'm like i just need to do something my cousin was teaching a 6 a.m yoga class in a town that's 30 minutes away from me. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sign up, I'm gonna pay. And since I paid, I can't go back on my word. Like I have to go. So- Hold you accountable. Yeah, and that held me accountable. I went in the morning, it was awesome. And then it's by this river. So I, after the yoga class, I kind of went, drove by the river, sat in my car and just looked out at nature and I felt so much better. And that's another thing, kind of going out for hikes, going out for walks. Um, just being outside, it does it does help a lot, at least for me. Totally. Like today, for example, I mean, it's kind of a lazy Sunday for, yeah. for me. I didn't do much today, but I did go for a walk. And I think just finding like that one thing that you've done that you've accomplished or like, you know, even if it's doing the dishes, you've done something. Yes, exactly. And you've accomplished something. You feel a little bit better about yourself because of it maybe you went to the gym for an hour. Yeah. I really like that. I like that a lot. And then well, also- they say, you know, they say that if you wake up and make your bed, mm-hmm. those types of people, they're more successful in life. And I think it kind of has something to do with like these little accomplishments where you've already, you've woken up and before you've even started your day, you've done something productive. Yeah. Like make your bed. It's yeah. like you, at least then you've set the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. That uh, yeah, I like that too. It's it's also how it's you It's a real that. study. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that just reminded me too like starting off your day there's a YouTuber, her name is Lior Alexandra and she has a morning like it's called a, I don't think it's a meditation. It's just like a, a a morning ritual type thing. It's a video. I think it's like 15 minutes long and she's just kind of talking you through um, like having a good morning. So she'll go through like list three things that you're grateful for. And it, and it puts you in a really good, happy, um, mood. So I really recommend that video. It's like a morning routine or something like that. 
and she just kind of talks you through the steps. Um, another thing that's helpful is writing down what you're grateful for. So oh, I love that. I've, I've done that for sure. Right? It's, it's super good. Like it puts things into perspective and you know what, on the opposite end of the spectrum, actually that I read, I, I forget where it was, but I always kind of avoided doing this type of thing because I thought it would bring my mood down. But mm -hmm. I read somewhere that not only should you write down things you're grateful for, write down things that you're worried about or things that you um, have been struggling with because somehow putting them on paper and getting them out there, it like, it like uh, hum humanizes the wrong word. It puts that into perspective as well because yeah. when you write it out and you kind of get it out into the universe, it, you feel better. Like you feel like you can tackle it head on, if that makes sense. Oh. Uh, so like, I don't know. For example, you could write like, I'm afraid that I'm not going to get into like a PT program for, for you. So you wrote that. Yeah. You write it out. And then in your mind, when you're writing this out, you think, that's dumb. Like, yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going yeah. to get into a PT program. Oh, that makes so, sense. It's good to do that. I mean, I've done that and, and I've written like a whole page of things that I'm afraid of. Uh, and I kind of break them down and I'm like, this is, yeah, it's like, why are you thinking this? this way? Yeah. I, oh, so I know what I you mean. Rip the paper up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. And what you said dehuman, but I know what you mean where in your mind, it, it makes it seem like such a big deal. Like it's this crazy thought, but once you write it down and you look at it and you're like, you're like, oh, wait, what the heck? Why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And I think also it helps really, it helps you kind of like, that's a challenge, right? That's something that you need to overcome. Oh, so yeah. once it's written down, it's like, okay, now what am I going to do? So then that doesn't happen. Or what am I going to do to overcome that? How am I going to yeah. for that kind of thing? So I think that's really- It kind cool. of goes back to like not bubbling or holding it in. Yeah. When you're not keeping it in and trying to like tamp it down, if you write it out, you're not doing that. You're kind of letting the sphere out and you can tackle it. Yeah, that's so true. That's a good one. And that just reminds me of, I remember listening to somebody say that to when you are, or whenever, whether you're happy, sad, whatever, envision your life, like your very best life, like where, like your ideal life, just envision it, imagine it just take it all in how how would you feel what what would your life be like and if you want write it down and write it down as if that is your life right now and then mm -hmm. once you write it down as if that's your life right now then it's you're going to start doing things as if that's your life so say like i want to be a physical therapist let's just say it that way and then I'm envisioning myself in physical therapy school i'm envisioning myself as a physical therapist be student and so then it's like okay well I need to start acting like a physical therapy student what do does a PT student do on their day-to-day -day life what does a successful PT do on their day-to-day -day life this is how I want to be and once you start envisioning yeah. yourself as who you want to be and your most ideal self day-to-day -day, you're going to try to live up to that you're going yeah, to match the best that. version of yourself and, and yeah. just be that person so don't strive to be Michelle Obama strives to be, or Hillary, Hillary Duff, or Miley Cyrus. Hillary Duff. I don't know. I mean, she's coming out with a new Lizzie McGuire show. Like, F it. She I is. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I love her. I think she's the best. She is the best. She's the one. She's one of the few people that didn't, like, spiral out of control. 
So I mean, yeah, the one of the only child actors that has. But I guess no, I like that. I love that a lot. That's a good moment to end, I think, or a good way to end. So too. Um, Also, just be present. I think we all get caught up on thinking ahead so so much, just Mm -hmm. taking it in and being focused on right now and that task that you have to complete right now in the today will get you through the day. So you guys can do it. We all can do it. We're here for one another and we are more than capable of accomplishing anything that we want. So I think this was the room into that. (laughs) So again, if you want any recommendations, actually what we should do is like on our story um, each day, just post either a podcast, a quote, um, a book or anything that or a food item or tea, whatever our favorite type of tea that will get you through the day we should post. So look out for that and have a productive rest of the week. Yep. Bye guys. Bye. Yep. Fuck an intro, bro. She's too smooth. I'ma just let her ride out. on breakfast, no time for lunch, life's been so hectic, let's go to brunch, a cup of fresh berries, a couple bloody marys, whole squad vegan, ain't messing with no dairy, I just gotta know, can we just relax and take it slow, just enjoy the show. I'ma get you another mimosa And a side of salmon And have you tried the quiches yet? Them shits is out this planet And you need some antioxidants Some pomegranate And if you wanna take a pic It's cool, just make a candy Cause I don't post this shit